Welcome to the Grounded Ascension Podcast. My name is Jennifer Kalsa Schimmel, and this is your place for real talk about your spiritual journey. Hello, welcome to our June podcast episode of the Grounded Ascension Podcast. My name is Jennifer Kalsa Schimmel. And this month, I was really torn. Last month, I shared the replay of one of the days of the masterclass because I was starting to feel a shift. I loved doing interviews, and that's how this version of the podcast was going to go. It was going to be about interviews, and I just kept starting to feel resistance Um, And I was having trouble finding and connecting to get interviews. And I was like, what am I going to do? Is this podcast just going to go? (laughs) Really, really, that's that's where it was. And so last month I was like, well, let me share that. And this will give me space to figure out where I want to go. And where the universe has sent me is, yes, maybe interviews will happen, but It's going to be just real talk, real talk with you guys and sharing a real view into what walking a spiritual journey can look like from a personal experience. So here is the June episode where we have real talk about faith, faith and trust, big ticket, you know, hot button words in a spiritual journey. So I hope you guys enjoy and let's dive in. Hello everyone and welcome, welcome. So we're going to have real talk this month. We're going to have real talk about trust, about faith. You know, these are often... They're like hot button, you know, hashtag words in the spiritual community on any spiritual journey, right? Uh, People throw them around and throw them into everything. I feel often like in religious, right, circles even too, right? This is anything where you have to deal with the universe or life or your your growth journey, right? Faith and trust are going to be thrown into the conversation in some way. And what... I have often struggled with is how I feel often like they're thrown into the conversation and it's just like, it's easy. Just do it. Why don't you have faith? Why don't you trust the universe? Just just do it. Just do it. Everything will change for you when you do it. And I always, <laughs> to be honest, I always felt like, there must be something wrong with me because it wasn't easy for me. It was not easy to trust the unforeseen, or not the unforeseen, but the the ancestors, your ancestors, your guides, right? Um, for the longest time, it was trust your spiritual team, trust your spiritual team, trust your ancestors, they're your lineage. Trust the universe has got your back, right? And I was like, clearly I'm doing something wrong. Because deep down, I only had so much trust. 
And I didn't understand why, right? Because it didn't seem easy to me. It didn't. So there must therefore be something wrong with me because trust did not come easy for me. I had for most of my childhood also put in that because I had been scared and I could get into that for a whole whole another um, episode here. But I was I had been scared by my own gifts and by my connection to the unseen. And so my lifeline also became what you see is real and what you can't see. I used it as can't hurt you, but also was not real. I literally made that my mantra, which as you get older, when you're starting to believe that energy you can't see, this your spiritual team, your ancestral team that are there, also are there. And you have that belief though, if you can't see it, it can't be real. That creates dueling beliefs and that can create challenges. One of the other things, when I had someone recently um, say, what would happen if you actually trusted that the universe would take care of you? What would happen? And I got so angry. And she didn't do anything. But I, I became so frustrated and angry because I said, I do trust, but. I am grateful, but. I had become so frustrated in struggling with my trauma response, with my dueling beliefs, with my fear that if I fully surrendered and trusted and flowed with the universe instead of how I was trying to control and in some ways micromanage my journey, even though I really was consciously, and maybe you guys resonate with this, consciously with all of who I was, I wanted to let go. I was trying to follow all these law of attraction and, you know, aligning and by raising my vibration and doing my shadow work really was with all the best intentions, trying to flow and walk my journey. And I kept feeling like I was slamming my head into a wall when it would keep coming back to me. You have to just let it go. And just trust. I'd be like, well, I'm trying to be aware of what's happening and hear the messages. And like, but you're not listening. I'm like, but I'm trying to listen. And I would go back and forth. And half of the time in my own head, I would go back and forth and back and forth. And through other people, messages would be coming again, feeling like I was going back and forth and back and forth. And I sat down and I said, I want to make the shift. So why? Let's get to the core. Do I trust? And the answer was no. And that hurt. That, y'all, I'm not going to lie, that hurt. (laughs) It hurt. It hurt a lot to have to acknowledge that I did not trust the universe. And I was not trying to be an ungrateful little scamp, which is how I felt. Because then the shame came in, right? Because how dare you not trust? How dare you not be grateful? And then I had to say, but this is your reality. So where is it coming from? Where is it coming from? And so I started unpacking that. Because that was the first step. And I think what happens is often we don't give ourselves the grace and the space to take that first step because we shame ourselves. How could you not have faith, right? If you have a home and water, if you're alive and breathing, how could you not have gratitude and faith? And sometimes you do. 
sometimes you do have some faith. Like, and that I feel like is also a hard one, right? Because how can you not have complete and utter faith? And it's kind of like you have conditional faith. Does that make sense? Which is a step. It's more than no, it's more than no faith, right? But you have that conditional faith and you don't even understand because that can look like you have faith because it's, you have it, but you're also making contingency plans because what if you misread the situation? So you have contingency plans, which really isn't full faith and just trusting that every step you will be guided and shown and every challenge or situation is to truly guide you and you will respond and you'll learn and you'll grow and it will be what it needs to be, right? Because it's that fine balance between actively being a participant and co-creating and complete surrender, right? Because I don't think you should just sit around and say everything for the universe will be given to me. I honestly don't believe um, that is what we're asked to do. I know people who do that and say, you know, I don't have to show up to do this. Um, And I think they're just in a season. Um, But I think for most of us, in some way, shape, or form, we are asked to in some way show up, right? But show up in a state of I'm showing up and I'm flowing at the same time. Which for my brain, and maybe not for you guys, but I have a very active mind. Um, And... And I could go into all my charts and tell, and tell you why that is. And that brings my charts, bring awareness, bring awareness to the fact that I do have that. So then my next step is in awareness, that's my first step to heal. So I know that my mind is going to sit and pick this apart. Okay. So all of this is happening and I now have the awareness to say, okay, so I don't. So how can I Because this was the big one, right? Because so you have awareness, but then it becomes what is the choice that you will make from there, right? If you say you want to have faith, if you say you want to trust, if you say you want to bloom into abundance, if you say you want to grow spiritually, if you say you want to do all these things and walk your true path and your soul's calling, what do you do when you're faced with a truth that may not be the most fun truth. And it wasn't. Oh gosh, guys, it wasn't. I cried and I screamed and I yelled and and I really kind of started purging the fears and I started looking at some of the the questions, the questions that I had for the universe, like some of the big ones, right? Because we say the universe has our back and then sometimes the questions come up of what happens when they say, right? Good things happen to bad people. And I had always struggled with, what do you do in those conversations? What do I tell the people that I'm working with? Because I never, never want to tell someone who is going through a horrible trauma and challenge in their lives that don't worry, it's all part of the plan, or don't worry, your soul actually needed you to do this, right? Because how could you tell someone as they're watching a loved one die, as they've gone through a horrible, horrible situation, oh, don't worry, this is all something you brought on yourself or your soul asked for. You would never, never say that, right? And I don't think it's actually that our souls 
right? Because we can say our souls have certain things in these lives and tasks. And I don't think necessarily that our souls said, hey, I'm going to be raped in this lifetime. I'm going to have a loved one murdered. I'm going to have a very traumatic childhood, right? You know, I'm going to experience war and suffering in this life. I think there are elements that our soul goes, and this is just me talking it out. So please don't (laughs) come after me though. Maybe somebody will. Um, It is what it is. But I think that instead our soul goes, I know that I can handle this if this is where the flow, because I think the flow, I honestly do believe this as well. I think the flow of time and our timelines are in flux. When I see my timeline, and this makes visualizing sometimes hard for me, and I've started trying to look at this as a blessing, not a struggle. Because a lot of people say, visualize your timeline. You see your timeline, and then you alter your timeline, your timeline, right? When you do visualization work and, and working with that. I often see numerous paths, I really do believe that there's possible, you know, there's numerous timelines going on, numerous paths that we can take and options from our choices because we do have free will and the universe is always fluctuating. And my husband had to phrase it for me this way. He said, because I, I was struggling and I was angry and I had asked him and I said, because um, for me, this is, this was a big, this was a big, a big, a big kind of like tower card, death card kind of moment. Like if I wanted to continue growing and expanding, I had to start tackling. I've done so much onion <laughs> shadow work, right? All the layers, the layers, the layers, layers, years and years and years and years of unpacking. I, you know, I teach, I do this work and I, there is always more. And for me, this was there the next step of always more, right? This was my next challenge. And what are you going to do moment? And, um, my husband being my husband, who is spiritual, but not (laughs) spiritual is not. He says some of the most profound, and this moment was one of those moments, some of the most profound things at the same time of saying, whatever, I'm not dealing with that spiritual mumbo jumbo. It's so funny. So whenever I'm having a really deep, like, crisis of the soul, right? A moment where I'm really needing to kind of sort shit out. I will come to him. And I I got mad at him with his answer. And it's funny because the universe, um, actually it was, uh, it was right after the, uh, well, I'll get there, but it was right after a huge family, emergency situation too. It was crazy how this has all literally been a a crazy stacking of pressure cooking (laughs) with the universal energies going on right now of the eclipse season, Mercury retrograde, solstice upon us, right? So I looked at him and I said, how do you, like, how do you, you, the world, the universe, right, deal with this, basically the question of why do good things happen to bad people, but you're supposed to trust that the universe is always guiding you. And he looked at me in my husband's fashion, in my very Capricorn seven wing eight fashion and goes, I mean, shit's going to happen. Probably going to get stabbed in this life. You know, somebody might die. But if we're looking at these beings and the universal beings that have no concept of time like we do, how can you look at these 
maybe one day a week, a month situations that might be hard and use that to flavor a hundred year plus lifetime relationship, right? You wouldn't do that, you know, if we had a fight or, you know, something happened and it was a day or a week and you wouldn't have that color of the entire situation, right? <laughs> and I was like, Rrr! and then he got a phone call and I was left to dwell on that. I would love to dwell on this concept of time and how sometimes we're looking and it really is what seems so massive to us in that moment. Years maybe of, of a struggle or something in looked at from a hundred years or lifetimes of, of a journey could be a drop in the bucket of just one challenge. And so how can I, how could I say that they weren't guiding when they have a different perspective of the long game? And I'm trying to look at it from, even though it doesn't feel like a short game on my side, from a short game. And that there are going to be challenges. There are. Because if we didn't have free will and if we didn't have things that, you know, often caused pressure on us, we wouldn't grow, we wouldn't change. And then we wouldn't also be the beings we are, right? Because there is free will. People have choices on their timelines. Um, I once had a teacher point out that your soul can make the choice not to grow in this lifetime. It might suck for everybody around you, but that might have been the choice that your soul decided this time. You made the choice that you didn't want to do whatever, you know, you didn't want to walk towards your north node. You didn't want to learn and heal. Maybe you spent so many lives healing and and so instead you retracted this lifetime. Okay, well, that's a choice that sends ripples out through the timelines, right? Which are massive ideas, right? These are massive ideas that then we're trying to fit into the daily, everyday moments. So... That got me thinking and starting to shift how I looked at things. And it was interesting because it coincided with literally a pressure cooker of situations where all of my plans were seemingly smashed, right? All of my micromanaging and planning and organizing and vision boarding and everything were laid down and I had to go, will you actually carrying me through. We had a huge family emergency, followed a few days later um, by a situation where I thought I was pregnant. And don't get me wrong, I love my kids. I will maybe at some point want another one. But at this point in our lives, we were not, we had not intended to have a baby. We were actually actively not trying to. Um, And it was just, it was it was an intense shock because it was this could this was not in the plans, but this is not something I can control, right? Um, which set off ricochets in numerous directions, right? Um, with our income source being possibly dried up for weeks on end, um, with you know large expenses coming up and programs and and. School starting, you know, my son is getting ready to go to preschool and that's a decent chunk of money. All these things, right? And they all happened 
all of these these i you know situations happened within days of each other days of each other of extreme life changing moments right and what do we do now and um it was the family emergency and then like literally i think 2 days later not even maybe a day later is was the situation where at that moment we thought i was i was pregnant and i remember sitting there and just crying because i had these plans and everything came crashing down at that moment everything came crashing down because it really was shown that I had no control of some of the big things. And if I didn't trust what was going to happen. And so I let it out. And I remember my mom was kind of like, this is supposed to be happy. And I had to honor the fact that at that moment, I was more releasing all of my frustrations and all the stress of having to surrender. Because surrender isn't often easy. If you're really having to be pushed into a space of surrender and you haven't, I really don't think it, you know, for most people, real surrender normally follows big challenges, big pressures, right? Where you really, if you really surrender, you most likely have had a situation where you realize that you can't, you can't take care of everything and you can't do everything. Anyway, so I had a really big cry and a big moment and I sat with myself and really, really went in because I had also been chanting. I had gotten back into chanting and before this, because we were also trying to deal with putting a house on the market, like literally all the stereotypical life like right they say huge stressors which you really should only have one per year in your life right getting married having a baby um moving things like that right we had in true a death in the family we (laughs) in true fashion because this does seem to happen to us we had possibility of having three to four of these things all possibly happening at the same time um and because of it also, I had been taking on a lot of the brunt of, you know, trying to manage our family, right? Because we have a, two toddlers. We have a toddler and a preschooler. Um, and my husband, you know, had, wasn't able to be much help. And, my, you know, mom was trying to help. But, right, we were so blessed to have that support. But it still meant I had to take on a lot. So I really sank back in. And I said, well, this is that come to Jesus moment, they say, right? So come to Jesus moment. I had started uh, one of my masterminds that night too. And I really sink in and I said, okay, well, if there's ever going to be a moment where you can either choose to surrender and just know that whatever is meant to be is going to be and it's going to be okay, or you can push and pull and fight and try to claw yourself out in all these other ways um, and try to handle it all on your own. What are you going to do? And I said, well, I've tried the other. I've tried doing it myself. My husband's tried doing it ourselves for our entire lives. 
for the most part. And for me, and I do honestly believe that the universe has guided us for as thick headed as we both are and as stubborn as we both are, we have very patient, very patient um, support in this life. But these are, I'm pretty sure our guides knew that too, because both of our North notes have to do with trust and learning trust in this lifetime. <laughs> so um, they must have known that it was going to be a thing. <laughs> they knew. They knew it was going to be a thing. So anywho, um, and I said, might as well try it the other way. Might as well try it the other way. You know, trust that the money is going to work out. And that's a wound for me. Um, Some people go, that's not, you know, money is money. But for me, that is a soul wound. That's a soul wound that I deal with. Um, That's retrograde, actually. (laughs) have a Chiron in retrograde. So it's a theme that keeps coming back, partially because I also, it's a lineage breaking because it's generational. It's very generational for me and my family, um, this money story and trust in the money story. Anyway, another time for that conversation. But so I said, okay, let's try it. Let's try it. And I released control. And there was peace. There was peace. And um, and I can tell you, things did start working out. They weren't like an overnight magic fix, but everything was turning out best case scenario. Best case scenario um, with the, the emergency in the family, um, with the financial situation, that things were just, there was the space for time. Right. With my own personal, it turns out I wasn't, wasn't pregnant. Um, and this then led me to start going, okay, so this is what faith looks like. But all of this kind of came back to how I got into this space too, is acknowledging that I had soul programming. I had childhood programming, messages that I I had that didn't just apply to my day-to-day interactions because that's how I'd been using them. I had been using healing these programmings only in the tangible real world, quote-unquote, right? Not actually as deep as I could have gone in the metaphysical world, right? In In the untangible programming that for me, right, uh, if you know me, Ray, if you do Enneagram work, we, um, and I just did a masterclass in my group and we started talking about this, uh, I'm, a, I'm a two and one of my with twos, one of our programming and messages that we unconsciously, you know, with awareness can see will drive us is that I'm not wanted. And how that can translate is... I am undeserving. The universe will help everybody, but it doesn't actually want me. So I have to do it myself, right? Um, other numbers, other souls can, uh, things like I'm not good enough. I have to be good enough to be favored, right? That I think is the word that kept coming, right? Not the programming in the the. 3D world, right? And your day-to-day world is I'm not wanted, which can show up with the programming of um, not being wanted in partnerships, families, unless you do something. You have to do something for people to want to stay. 
right? You have to give something. So you're constantly in this martyr self-sacrifice, just trying to earn love in the most unhealthiest. In your healthiest form, you truly give out of unconditional love because that is part of your makeup is to give, but you have to go that it's not because they don't want you, right? In a metaphysical kind of experience, it becomes, I can't be favored because I'm not special enough. I'm not wanted, right? It's different versions of that. And then starting to see that and see that I had ancestral trauma. I have, I had and have, I'm still working through this. I think for me, this is, this is part of my big journey too, is um, starting to do the healing work with my own guides. You can, I think people forget that you can have shit with your guides. You can have a need to heal the relationship with your guides. The same as you might have the need to heal the relationship with the very land you sit upon. People forget that that's a thing too. That can be very much a thing for the very home you're in, your own environment through dueling beliefs and all that stuff. You can have those. And we don't think about that because people don't always talk about that, but you can totally do that. And so I started working on that because I was like, not only do I either not hear them a lot of times, (laughs) but sometimes when I do connect with them, they would seem scary for me, that's now that's for me. And that's also after a lot of this stress and, and trauma to situations. Um, and I was like, and I have very strong um, visualizations where my filter is very strong. So what that means for me is how I see things. Um, when I when I see it becomes um, distorted by whatever the messaging or the core thing I'm working with is. So if I have a fear or a wound, it will show up in a certain way. If I have, so guided visualizations with me sometimes go 180 off. Like somebody will be like, and you have entered a cave. And in this cave, you see this. And I'm like off doing something completely different because my energy was like, and this is where we're going. And this is what actually we need to heal with. So it's always very interesting. And I've learned that that's an important part of my gift and my journey is that that shows me what needs to happen and what needs to go on. So I started doing that work. And it's interesting because as I've started doing that work, my husband has had to start doing that work in a very short amount of time. Um, And... It was a little scary at first because it felt like jumping out of, off into a cliff. That's what it felt when I first made the choice, when I first made the commitment back at the beginning of this eclipse season that I, you know, I'm going to take a leap of faith. Um, but it's also interesting that when you take the leap and you see the the cavern or the you know the the grotto underneath you, and you're like, "But I'm leaping! Please catch me!" But part of you is going. That, that's also the hard part, right? That's the leap of faith. But the faith comes in and going, I know you're going to catch me, so it's all good. And that one can be a lot harder than, right, than a lot of us say. So, anywho, all of this was to have that real talk about the actual challenges of stepping into faith um, and what that journey has looked like for me because it is a journey And I have 
come quite a way. So <laughs> this eclipse season has been very intense. I have had to dive even deeper than before. And my hope is that for y'all listening, maybe this has resonated with you some. Maybe this has given you some place to start in your journey or has reaffirmed your journey. Maybe you're one of those people who just has walked in with faith. And that's amazing. And I'm sure you have your own unique challenges in this lifetime because we all do. No one comes in having everything all set. I can seem really ideal. I know I look to the people who just have unwavering faith and I'm just like, damn, <laughs> damn, you, you're awesome. You're lucky. Damn. <laughs> I wish I had that. Right. But I have, you know, but then I have things that they don't, right. That I came in with. And for me, part of that is for me, it's learning. It's learning to actually walk and to develop faith. And to maybe help somebody else start that journey too. So thank you guys for sticking around with our conversations of real world talk, real talk about your spiritual journey and the journey this month about faith and trust in the universe. I love you all. I'll see you next month. Thanks, guys, for joining me today. You know, this episode wasn't easy for me to really kind of pull back the curtain, but I wanted to have a real talk with you guys. This journey isn't always easy. And if you feel alone or need support, that is one of the main reasons I created our Facebook community, Arise with Jennifer Kalsa Schimmel. Please come over there, come join us. You're not alone. You know, always feel free to reach out, reach out to those around you, reach out for support. You've got this. Much love to you guys.